Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Award-winning novelist, author Salman Rushdie was attacked on a stage in New York State where he was set to give a lecture. This all goes back to a book he released that came out in 1988. And we're still talking about this in 2022. Those that believe that Salman Rushdie needs to die because of what he wrote, a novel that uh, offended some religious sensibilities in many parts of the world, but notably in Iran, where Ayatollah Khomeini in early 1989 issued a fatwa ordering the death, ordering Muslims to kill Salman Rushdie. And as we saw on Friday, there were those who were still prepared to heed that advice. Now, fortunately, Salman Rushdie was not killed. He did suffer some very serious injuries, life-altering injuries. Uh, word today, though, from his agent that his condition is improving. Quote, he's off the ventilator, so the road to recovery has begun. It will be long, his injuries are severe, but his condition is headed in the right direction. Obviously, look, Salman Rushdie always knew that this was a possibility. He was under police protection, basically in hiding for 10 years after the fatwa. But then at some point decided that, you know, he didn't want to live his life that way. And it was a powerful message, I think, he sent by appearing publicly, being willing uh, to be seen publicly, to go out and give speeches, to write more books, knowing that this kind of thing could happen. Joining us to talk about, though, the the implications of all of this, and and there was a statement uh, released over the weekend from Penn Canada, uh, Penn International, deeply shocked and appalled to learn that former Penn America president, renowned writer uh, Salman Rushdie, was attacked. Joining us uh, to talk more about all this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Grace Westcott, who is president of Penn Canada, pencanada.ca. Grace, thanks so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. I'm glad to be here, Rob. Obviously, very troubling to see this, and I think we always worry or fear that something like this could happen. But just your, your initial thoughts on, on what happened and you know why, why it's so important to, to loudly condemn this. Oh, gosh. Well, we were absolutely shocked and deeply distressed at this vicious attack on our friend and colleague. Um, and we're um, very cautiously, uh, well, we're pleased that, that the cautious uh, prognosis is good, but as you say, he is looking at life-altering injuries. So we we are we have we have him constantly in our thoughts, and we're hoping for his good recovery. But you know, it's it, it's it's kind of instructive when you consider the setting for this this attack. We uh, he was at the Chautauqua festival in western New York State. And this is a festival dedicated to the arts and to the free exchange and exploration of ideas. And it's this this festival, this institution goes back one hundred years. And these are values that Rushdie holds very deeply. And there he was on stage to talk with a man who had set up a city of refuge organization to offer residences to writers facing persecution in their own countries. 
The topic was the idea of America as a home for exiles. And here we have America's best-known writer in exile, effectively, Salman Rushdie, being attacked on the very stage in which this topic is being is to be discussed. Mm-hmm. It really, I, I think the setting gives you something of the measure of the man, because not only is he out in public, but he's out in public advocating on behalf of freedom of expression, uh, on behalf of imperiled writers. So yeah, yeah. It, it just makes it that much worse. Absolutely. It was interesting. There was an op-ed in The Guardian today from none other than Margaret Atwood, of course, famed Canadian novelist, once held the position you currently hold, uh, who wrote about this. And, you know, she said that, look, unless you're prepared to uphold their right to speak, as Salman Rushdie has done so often, you'll end up living in tyranny. Speaking of of writers, she says writers everywhere owe him a a huge vote of thanks. And, and, I mean, Margaret Atwood's another example of someone who was really you know, explored thought-provoking ideas and I suppose along the way has ruffled some feathers. But, uh, you know, the idea that writers should be afraid to tell stories or explore ideas, that, that's, that's really chilling, isn't it? Oh, it is. And it's, it's terribly important to speak out on behalf of freedom of expression. This is true for all of us because otherwise this most fundamental of fundamental rights will be steadily eroded to all our detriments. Uh, Salman Rushdie's case is perhaps the most dramatic example of this. Yeah. But as you say, Margaret Atwood is, her books, uh, Handmaid's Tale, has, is currently and has in the past um, been sought to be banned from libraries. So it's something that is ongoing and requires our constant vigilance because we all depend on stories and news and opinion debate to help us decide what we think. And an attack like this reminds us of how fragile the right to express yourself really is. And an attack on one writer is, attack, is an attack on all of us. You know, I, I must say Rusty himself is a most eloquent spokesperson on this point. He did an interview with CBC a few years ago when he was asked, actually it was in 1993, so he was still in hiding. And he was asked what was at stake in fighting the fatwa. And he said, well, of course, his life depended on it. But he also pointed out that all of us would lose if he were assassinated, because it would mean that a free citizen of a free country cannot live safely in his own country when when he's done nothing wrong. Uh, It means people can be terrorized for expressing their views. Yeah. Um, so, so, and you'll have to remember that, that freedom of the speech is not just freedom of a writer to write, but it's freedom of a reader to read and a publisher to publish. Uh, and it's, it's the freedom for all of us to decide what ideas we want to collect in our heads. We don't want an Ayatollah to make those decisions for us. Yeah. Well said. Uh, much more is mentioned at uh, pencanada.ca. Grace Westcott, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you. All the best. Grace Westcott is president of Pen Canada. Uh, pencanada.ca is mentioned. Uh, so they put out a statement uh, responding to this. Uh, quote, Pen Canada is horrified by the savage attack on Salman Rushdie, our friend and colleague. Salman is a deeply valued member of Pen, a tireless champion of freedom of expression. We utterly condemn the attack and wish Salman a swift recovery.
when she talks about not just the freedom to write, but the freedom to read. And, and this is an unfortunate uh, part of the history of this story, and it is to Canada's eternal shame. Here's the story. Uh, February 17th, 1989, Canada said Friday it will halt the shipment of the controversial book Satanic Verses until the government determines if the work violates a ban on hate literature. Spokesman for Revenue Canada said his department received a complaint from an Islamic organization in Calgary that triggered an automatic review of the book under Canadian law. Revenue Canada expected the next shipment would arrive in two weeks and it would take more than, no more than two days to review it. So we actually paused shipment of this book in response to this fatwa. We panicked. To some extent, we caved. And as much as Penn Canada was willing to stand up for Salman Rushdie at the time, there were others who signed a letter calling for the opposite response, that somehow Salman Rushdie was to be condemned here, that somehow he was the problem which was shameful as well. 